Season 1 is over. We tackled Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, and Death himself. We have survived. A new year has come. Season 2 of Beauty and the Geast Podcast has begun. The Beauty Podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. I am the Geast. Uh, over there across the internet is the Beauty. Yep, across the, uh, I guess, the, the I-35 corridor. Something like that. Yeah, but uh, luckily through the miracles of technology, we are here together weekly to uh, to discuss <laughs> whatever movies we happen to be watching. Uh, this one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. We'll uh, we'll dive into that shortly. Have you have you been up to anything fun since our last meeting? Uh, no. (laughs) Which, I mean, does that really surprise either of us, I should say? Uh, Not really. Um, No, didn't really, haven't really done a whole lot. Um, Just been, I guess, you know, trying to find a job. Uh, I did finish up a Michael Myers um bust that I've posted on Facebook and Instagram. So if people want to go, if you follow the podcast on Instagram, it is it is on there, but it's also on my personal Instagram and on my personal Facebook page. You've got a nice bust, man. I've seen it. Well, hey, in more ways than one. Yeah. Got I mean I did a Godzilla, Michael Myers. Got some nice old regular busts going on, too. I'm a fan of your busts, I can tell you that. Thank you. (laughs) I actually have a Jason Voorhees one I'm working on as well, but this one was actually due by the end of the week for a monthly painting challenge, so this one took precedent, took priority over, over over the Jason Voorhees one. Sure, do. Sounds like uh, high school homework or something. Uh, well, it's just a monthly painting challenge that one of the companies that I buy paints from uh, sponsors every month on their Discord page. So every, oh, sure. month, every month is a different challenge. This month's challenge was white. So I figured what better thing to paint then and and you know and you can paint whatever model you want it just has to be done within the month and uh yeah i figured what better reason to start on this michael myers other than it's the color white for the month and <laughs> sure. it's also getting into halloween season and uh like do they pick a winner and you get some free paint or something yes so that won't happen until sometime next week. Have you ever won one of these? I have not. This will only be the second one that I've actually finished. So, and do you have any idea like how many people enter a figure? Is it a hundred, a thousand? Is it a shitload of people? Uh, it's probably somewhere between forty and fifty. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, that's winnable. Yeah. Odds aren't terribly extreme. It's better than the Powerball, which is closing in a billion. Right. I get my ticket. I bought <laughs> three of them. Oh, yeah. You're loaded up, man. I have not bought any. I was I was going to this morning, and I went there, and I forgot. I got my groceries and forgot to get rich. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, the odds are slim, but, you know, it makes them even slimmer is not buying a ticket. Correct. So one one in 300 million or whatever it is, is a lot better than zero. (laughs) (laughs) That is mathematically correct. (laughs) Yes. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) It may not seem like much, but it's better than zero. Uh, How about how about you? You got any comedy shows coming up here or? Um, we did, uh, <laughs> so prior to my time starting comedy, they had a Friday night open mic at, uh, Dublin's, Dublin's Irish pub, downtown Duluth. And, uh, they decided to start it up again. This past Friday was the first one. 
And that is like a college-heavy party bar. So uh, we we go in there, and it's packed. As the show begins, it's packed. Probably, who knows, 50 drunk-ass college kids. We're like, hell yeah, this is going to be wild. And man, do young people have a short attention span. (laughs) (laughs) What? They lasted. We did a 90-minute show. They lasted probably 25 minutes before they... uh, the majority of them left, maybe half left to uh, just go out and keep getting shit faced. I lucked out. I went up early and did pretty well, but uh, I felt bad for the people who uh, were stuck at the end of the show because it was like nothing but comedians at the end. We're trying to find ways to adjust and keep their attention because uh, just little shit, right? Like usually each one of us does a five minute set on an open mic, and that's just, you can just feel it's too long. Like the, I don't know. It's the the iPhone era and the TikTok era. They don't have a five minute attention span. <laughs> you just uh, let's see here. Do they have TVs in this bar? Oh, uh, not in the room where we do comedy. Okay. It's just it's, yeah. It's a separate room, just chairs and a stage and tables. And uh, yeah, I think we can only do like three minute sets because they they. <laughs> Man, do they check out fast. And of course, they're all trashed. And uh, they're trying to hit on each other and pick each other up. So there's a lot of uh, hurdles we got to get past. But it's so much different than the, all, the, all the other open mics I'm used to. Well, and it, it also is the first night. So... Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, as things go on, you know, there, there might be better attention. I'm just thinking that. You know, if you get a projector and a screen and put like some Taylor Swift videos or something like that in the background, that'll keep their attention a little bit better. <laughs> Give them something to stare at. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, we've been brainstorming strategies, right? Just uh, and like they just, you know, like quick sex jokes. Hey, who's drunk? To- I don't know. Not even they just want they fast jokes, nothing too long, not too much, uh, Maybe- too much of a thinker. Maybe just organize a pickup line contest. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I think that would do well. That's <laughs> what we're thinking. Like, almost find ways to like get them involved a little bit more because, yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know. You can't just do traditional comedy. They're they're not there for it. They're there to get wild. Yeah. Well, and and again, it is the first night, so the 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 audience may adapt a little bit more as well too, but probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we will. I think we'll adjust. Everybody talked about, like, okay, next time I'll do shorter jokes. And, yeah, we've been talking about uh, a quicker turnaround in between comedians and stuff. Just junk like that. Yeah. Um, Outside of that. I think the pickup line contest would actually probably do pretty well. Yeah, it probably would, man. (laughs) If uh, comedians go up, yeah, write their best best pickup lines. I don't know. We could try them on each other or randos randoms in the audience yeah besides that upcoming is uh the day this releases saturday the 30th of september we will uh, be doing a roast battle i mentioned that last uh, our last show but uh, i am not in it i'm just helping behind the scenes but i'll be there we'll have uh i think pete hanagraf's hosting we have eight comedians doing like a bracketed roast battle and uh, three comic judges. So uh, it's been popular. People like watching comics rip each other. And uh, hopefully we get another good turnout. That's good. Yeah, I will be back in the gigantic town of Mora for this weekend. So when this releases, it will be my little brother's 40th birthday party. Okay, yeah, getting together with the fam. Yep. I guess. We'll see. I don't know who's all showing up. <laughs> As you say, is it uh, fun? You just gonna like grill and eat cake or something, or any? You going anywhere? Uh, no appara- idea. Uh, well, apparently, well, I'm going. I'm actually going up on Friday because you know I have to go represent for the gigantic fights that are gonna happen in in the. Great big town because you know we got the we got the Mora versus Pine City rivalry being renewed on the football field. Oh no, the, man! The death and, and carnage. 
and in the parking lot this week. So I guess we'll see. I might have might have to help out Brian Cook because you know you never know if he's going to get overwhelmed by all the all the Pine City folk over there. But no, my my nephew does play on the team, so I, I'm going to go watch him play in the game and with with my parents. And then yeah, Saturday we're doing Brian's birthday, and uh, I guess we're supposed to be doing dinner and then other people are invited over for like it's supposed to be like a family only dinner kind of thing and then other people are coming over for cake and snacks and a bonfire so okay we'll see because that's probably about the time that i'll leave (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm i'm simple in my old age man like yeah i just like i want something good to eat and to sit around and hang out like i don't want i don't know i don't need don't need to go anywhere fancy Anything like that. Right. Well, that, that's why it helps having a, a winter birthday like I do, too, because it's cold as fuck and nobody wants to do anything. So I don't sure. feel like I have to plan stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, every, you... and, and every time I do try to plan something, I just get disappointed because it's cold as fuck and nobody wants to do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy out, man. <laughs> so I, in in my older age now, yes, I can just be like, yeah, you know what? I don't really care because it's January and nobody wants to do anything. Yeah, like my mom for my birthday will uh, always come up and we just usually just go out to eat and she'll say, you know, where do you want to go? My treat somewhere fancy. And I'm just, I pick five guys like every year. Like I just, I just want a good burger, mom. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even get, I don't even get that much. So. I get I get a phone call from my parents and then a text message from my brothers. <laughs> I like I'll hear from I'll hear from my older brother fairly early in the day, and then my younger brother will probably get a message at like eight o'clock at night or 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 later. Like he almost <laughs> forgot. <laughs> so they're pretty predictable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I usually get a text message from Chuck. Or his uh, kids will call me and say happy birthday. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you, you, can, you can look on my phone and you'll see it's about a, about once a year that I get text messages from either of my brothers. <laughs> you have, yeah. It's just a log of birthday messages for the past decade. Pretty much. <laughs> there's There's not much besides those, yeah. Well, at least you're a uh, low, low key dude, man. At least we're consistent. <laughs> yeah, some people, you know, some people get uh, all offended and upset, but dudes are pretty low maintenance. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear from people, but you know, and whatever. It's it's like I said, it's Minnesota, January, cold as hell. Nobody gives a shit. Like I, me, especially. Like yeah. It's just another day. Yes, I'm turning a year older, but yeah, I'm the just... same, man. Like I don't, I don't really care about my birthday. I don't expect other people to. If they if they text me, that's fantastic, you know. But that's <laughs> I don't expect anything else than that. <clears throat> but yeah, that's what I got. So I think you know, unless you got more, I think we should hop right in to this movie. Yeah, let's uh, get the killing started, eh? This is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. And we uh, guessed properly, it is a prequel to the last one we just watched, 2003's. This one came out, I think, 2006. Yep. I had to to rent it on Amazon. Same here. Yeah, I think that's the only place you can find it as we record this. You could maybe rent it somewhere else, but couldn't find it for free anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, they started a, a, a like a the the same old meat packing plant we saw in the last one. It uh, <laughs> there's there's a big gal working the meat line. She starts oozing out of her nether regions, so to speak. Um, <laughs> hits the hits the floor. She's you know, boss, I gotta go to the bathroom. Ends up. Uh, giving birth to a deformed baby. Yep, which they just are like, oh, that's the ugliest baby I've ever seen, and throw them in the trash. Yeah, yeah, just throw it in the like the dumpster out back. And you, they don't even show who does it. I assume it's the boss, because the lady's 
kind of unconscious as that happens, but uh, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, because they show they show the boss and somebody else like pick him up. And they're like, "Oh, that's the ugliest baby I've ever seen," and I thought he was looking at a picture of me, but <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I was." I, I was 26 when this came out. I'm not a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. I, I was told I was an ugly baby by my mother. <laughs> <laughs> she did, but she said, you know, luckily you grew out of it. Like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, presumably the boss just throws in the dumpster out back where a uh, a lady finds it. Crying, hears it, scoops him up. Yeah, it is pretty gross. Uh, deformed head and whatnot. Uh, she does take it home to the. Now this is I'm confused on this. Is it Hewitt or Hoyt family? Hewitt. It is. It is the Hewitt family. But I swear, uh, Arlie Ermy says Hoyt, but maybe it's just a weird accent or something. No, no, that 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 comes up here in a bit. Okay. As to as to where Hoyt comes in, so it, it is it it is the Hewitt family, and uh, yeah, so that kind of goes into uh, I guess what they would consider now present day. So yeah, somebody I don't know who it was that was looking for um, some scraps or whatever, but was digging through the the tossed out meat in the dumpsters there then here's the baby picks it up takes it home to the family yeah which, times are rough for the family there there <laughs> yeah which is uh i don't even know they don't have the name here but if i rem- i don't remember from the last one but it's the the guy with no legs and his wife Monty. Monty, yes, Monty. And and his wife. And then Sheriff Hoyt is there is, I believe, well, it is one of their brothers because they have now adopted uh Thomas Hewitt, or they called him Tom what what they ended up calling Thomas Hewitt, who is Leatherface. Little baby Leatherface. Yep. And yeah, apparently he's not a not a very not a very good uh, um, <laughs> not, not a not a he didn't grow out of his ugliness <laughs> to to say to say the least. But yeah, correct. Uh, after that, we cut to what is considered uh, modern times or whatever. What is considered present time, which has got to be. I don't know, late sixties, early seventies. Because yeah, they they gave a date. I forget which month, but yeah, nineteen sixty nine. They cut to okay, uh, and yeah, the manager of the plant gets a phone call, and uh, that the plant is now closed. The meat plant that they work in is now closing. The Lee brothers, or whatever it said on the sign, I believe it was the Lee brothers. Meat packing plant is now closing. And it's going out of business for good. So he tells his cohort, which I believe is what, Holden? I didn't bother to learn that guy's name. (laughs) I knew he wouldn't be around for long. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, Leatherface is still there working. uh, Thomas Hewitt. So they, they, and again, he's made, you know, he's treated as as a monster immediately by everybody. Yeah, and a simpleton, and yeah, but I just like that, you know, he's a working man early on. He's just, he's just got a job at the meat packing plant. Like, he's clocking in. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't have anything else to do, but yeah, so they, again, you know, like, oh, you gotta, you know, go, we don't have a job anymore, the plant's closing, and I believe he just pounds that guy with a hammer, and then goes up to the office. And proceeds to pound his boss to death with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, the old sledge, which is, uh, again, just nice little continuity, because they, I think they talked about in the very original one that, like, uh, that was one of the joys of 
slaughtering animals was the sledgehammer, and now you know they now they do it with the uh, air compressor gun. So, yeah, the bolt the bolt gun. Yeah, but uh, Tommy, little Tommy, I guess he's big Tommy at this point. He likes to keep it old school. Yep. And uh, yeah, so at this point, yeah, they go back to uh, cut back to the Hewitt family and Monty and and the sheriff and his wife and there the the sheriff pulls up and all oh, we got you know we got a situation i need you to come with me so the sheriff takes arlie ermy with him uh, and they're like oh yeah you know just they run into uh thomas hewitt walking down the road which of course when he did leave the meat packing plant he did grab his favorite weapon which has now become the chainsaw he did yep He's walking down the road with a chainsaw. The sheriff gets out and says, you know, hey, uh, you know, Tommy put down the weapon. Arlie Ermey grabs the shotgun, kills the sheriff, and uh, they dispose of uh, the body in the way that you would you would think. But in that, uh, Arlie Ermey now becomes Sheriff Hoyt. Yeah, so. there you go. There it is. Yes, the sheriff. The sheriff's name was Hoyt, and when Arlie Ermey kills him and assumes his identity there, because he even said, you know, oh, everybody's leaving now that the meatpacking plant's closing. I'm the last of the last of the sheriff's department left, and I'm moving to Michigan next week. So he knew he wasn't going to be missed. Nobody was going to know the difference. Sure. As soon as as soon as the sheriff gets out of the car, pulls the gun on Thomas Hewitt. Arlie Ermey grabs the shotgun, which was conveniently riding in the dashboard, you know, along on the dashboard of the <laughs> of the police cruiser. Gets out and says, oh, we got a problem here, Sheriff, and shoots him dead. Yeah, back of the head just kind of splatters it. Takes his clothes. Now he has, he has adopted the identity of Sheriff Hoyt. And I believe this is the scene where they are talking about now. Um, they cut back and they're talking about how uh, the sheriff has provided them with this meal, and uh, they are <laughs> eating the sheriff. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, and they talk about like you know we will never go hungry again. So they're that's just their game plan from now on, I guess, is to uh, eat people. Yep, and now it cuts to our four main, uh, I guess the the four main. Uh, Victims. Young, yeah, young road tripping couples who are uh, about to have a bad couple of days. <laughs> yep, Chrissy, Eric, Dean, and Bailey. Eric right. and Chrissy are together. Dean and Bailey are together. Eric, D- Eric and Dean are brothers, so there's uh, a lot of connections going on. Yep, and uh, Dean, the younger brother, has been drafted into Vietnam. And uh, Eric is going to re- enlist, um, who makes it seem like it's his idea, but uh, he's he's in the he's in the pool as Chrissy, who's played by Jordana Brewster, is sunbathing on the chair there. He pops out of the water with his knife in his mouth and is like, "Oh, that's how you get him in the jungle." You know, he's talking about how he's killing people in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, and there's a little. Little subplot going on. Um, we we find out pretty quick that uh, Dean's plan is to go to Old Mexico, dodge the draft, but he hasn't told his big brother Eric yet. Yep. So that's kind of a uh, you know little subplot going on. Uh, but in the meantime, they think they're going on like a fun last r- road trip together before the two brothers get shipped off even though dean hasn't broken the news yet and they're they're gonna have a good time in texas what could go wrong you know yep uh well when you have diora baird who is bailey uh doing the things she was doing it seems like it's a good time yeah we uh (laughs) didn't quite get the boobs but pretty close but uh yeah so Eric interrupts them in the middle of their uh, fun session to tell them that at 1,700 hours, they're rolling out of the hotel, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because 
It's 5 p.m. And uh, I don't know anybody that checks out of hotels at 5 p.m. <laughs> right. Weird hotel down there in Tejas. I mean, who knows? It could have been one of those pay by the hour kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. A little uh, love motel. Yeah, but one one another subplot that there was two kind of on this that was mentioned uh, at at the family dinner of the Hewitt family is uh, that Sheriff Hoyt has to uh, make sure the town isn't overrun by bikers and hippies. <laughs> so anyway, we'll cut back to uh, I guess everybody driving in the. Chrissy and Bailey and Eric and Dean driving in their Ford Bronco convertible, which uh, I don't even I don't even know if those were made back in 1969 like that. <laughs> I don't know enough about vehicles from that area. Yeah, I, I I don't either. I mean, I know some of the specific cars and stuff like that that were made, but I don't know if they made anything like that. Well, anyway, they have to stop at a gas station. Um, Bailey is telling Chrissy in the bathroom how uh, that they're going to Mexico. They're not going. They're not going to the war. Chrissy thinks that that's a great idea. She also does not want Eric to reenlist, but he's hell bent to to reenlist. Yeah, and they also do have a uh, a brief. Running with a couple of bikers. Yep. And yeah, they get done, take off. Again, they're having a conversation. Um, Dean finally tells Eric that he is going to, he's not going to, to the army. He's going to uh, Mexico. And Yeah, and he lights up his uh, draft card. Yep. And, and that, starts, that starts a fight with Eric a little bit because Eric... What Dean doesn't know is the only reason that Eric is re-enlisting is to be with him to help protect him in the war. So that's the only reason that he was going to re-enlist. And obviously, had they had better communication, <laughs> as a family, they would not have uh, <laughs> they would not have had this issue. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, communication so important, even in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. And uh, at this point, yeah, now, one of the lady bikers starts riding up, telling them to pull over. Uh, they're they have no intention of pulling over because they, th- you know, they think that she's, you know, bad news. Well, she's pointing a gun at them. She does point. She does point a shotgun at them. <laughs> And uh, at this point, yeah, Eric reaches into the glove compartment, pulls out his Colt 1911, and starts pointing it back at, I guess, Alex is is the name of the biker. And as soon as he does that, Chrissy yells, look out, they go right through a gigantic steer in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's a a short, short clip, but the steer uh, kind of explodes in blood. Yep. Very, very short, but uh, you get a nice burst of some gore there. Yeah, car rolls over. Chrissy gets thrown out of the car. Bailey and and Dean are in the backseat. They're, you know, cuts and bruises. Bailey's got a big old chunk of glass sticking out of her side. Uh, Alex comes up to the door, gets Eric out out of the, the car, you know, and is about to... She's like, oh, let's get this robbing thing on the road. And uh, at that point, yeah, the Sheriff Hoyt pulls up. And uh, she's like, yeah, play along so I don't have to kill this cop. And uh, he gets out. He's like, oh, everybody okay? And she's like, yeah, we just, uh, and he just shoots her dead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Blast her real quick with the, uh, was he using double barrel? Yes, he did have a double barrel. Yeah, so <laughs> biker biker chick goes down fast. Yep, and then comes the, again the confrontation of Sheriff Hoyt and uh, three of the four young adults uh, trying to figure out who burned their draft card. Eric admits that he's Dean and he burned his draft card. You know, he burned the draft card. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they have Dean load... Uh, 
Alex into the front seat. He locks the three young adults in the back seat of the cop car. They drive. They drive back to uh, the good old slaughterman, the Hewitt, the Hewitt family manor. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And they bring the dead biker chick with. And uh, again, yeah, Chrissy. Chrissy was like in, got tossed so far. She was in the bushes the whole time, and kind of watched it all play out. But uh, she did not get uh, apprehended by the sheriff. So, so she's yeah. on the loose. She did. She did make eye contact with Eric, and he shook his head, knowing like, "Don't, I don't trust the sheriff, so don't, don't come over here." Which, yeah, good instincts. Yeah, but yeah. The the uh, the three get dr- brought back to the mansion. Um, they see Leatherface. Leatherface comes out, kind of strings them all up to the ceiling of the barn or whatever. And meanwhile, uh, Chrissy, yeah, Chrissy's back at the wrecked vehicle. Sheriff tells Monty. Who has legs at this point to uh, go out to the wreck and you know tow it back home? So Chrissy gets uh, brought back to the Hewitt Mansion um, secretly in the in the back of the wreck that Monty has towed back to the house. Yep, she's looking she's looking for the pistol, and uh, Monty almost. Sees her multiple times, of course, but he finds the pistol and puts it in his belt, in the waistband of his pants. Hooks up, yeah, hooks up the wrecked Bronco Ford pickup, whatever it was. Some sort of almost Jeep-looking vehicle that wasn't a Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, tows it back to the Hewitt family manor. With Chrissy inside, as soon as they get back there, she climbs out onto the ground, uh, almost gets pissed on by Monty. She's kind of <laughs> disgusted by Monty peeing on the ground in front of her, which is the second movie we've watched where somebody is openly pissed right next to somebody. But it was it was a pretty gross scene. Like Monty's all thinking he's alone, muttering to himself, like, oh, "Come on, man! I know, I know, you got a little more in there." And he's like farting and stuff about, you know feet away from her yeah i mean she's she's probably getting splattered in the face by the piss Ooh, that's that's how close she was but yeah he does not know that she's there and uh sheriff starts messing with the rest of the gang yeah like hosing them down and shoot like shoot him with a hose and stuff he uh you know thinks eric's a draft dodger so he here's again another little little uh, uh consistency whatever through the timeline put some saran wrap around eric's head sheriff's always got saran wrap on him it seems like yeah it wraps it around eric's head to like torture him as a draft dodger of course dean is you know worried about his brother suffocating to death so eventually he confesses to save his brother says you know it was me I- i'm dean i'm the one who who burned my card so uh sheriff Takes him down from the ceiling. Decides he's going to mess with Dean for a bit. Um, he makes it. He's you know says Dean, if you could do ten push-ups, I'll let you walk out of here. So Dean starts, and the sheriff starts beating him with like a a rod. With his yeah, with his billy club. His, with his club, his his nightstick that he is official issued <laughs> night, nightstick. And Dean does get through this ten push-ups. He powers through, but. Uh, of course, the sheriff ain't gonna let him go at that point. He clubs him one more time in the head and knocks him out. And like uh, Chrissy's seeing all this, and so she sneaks away to go get some help. Runs into the uh, the boyfriend of Biker Gal, and says, "Hey, you know, I know where your friend is. They've got my friends there, or they they killed your friend. They've got my friends there. I need your help." And he, I don't know. He looks like he's gonna come with and do something, but. He kind of just ditches her right away and says, I don't give a shit about your friends. I'm going to find my girl. Yeah. I need to get laid. Fuck your friends. I just want to fuck my friend. Basically, man. He's uh, not, a, not a very helpful biker guy. And Eric, at this point, has managed to maneuver himself off of the uh, the post as well. Because he, 
he snapped the board that he was tied to, which caused <laughs> the 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 board that he he was sus- using as suspension from. So he falls to the ground, unwraps himself, gets Dean, who's been beaten pretty terribly, uh, to someplace safe. Goes back in to try, you know, he, he's looking for. Um, he's looking for Bailey, and it, that was a fun little scene too, because they had the tea lady was back. Yes, and they like tea lady, and uh, I don't remember the other friend's name, but they're just having like a tea dinner party while Bailey is tied up underneath the table. And they're just, you know, talking about uh, recipes they like. And <laughs> as this girl's like jostling the table periodically trying to escape. <laughs> it was a fun little scene. Yep. And uh, I think it's Luda May is is the name of the of, of the wife. The other one? Okay. It, yeah. It's a good, uh, good redneck name. And uh, yeah, so Eric gets in there. Um, Luda May kind of Luda May goes somewhere and Eric comes in gets the knife and cuts Bailey free the sheriff sees him in there they push the table and the tea lady up against the door squishing her against the door and she's a big gal she is a big gal Um, and Eric's like, oh, you know, you get out, you know, get out of here. I gotta, you know, you know, take take the keys. You gotta get out of here. So Bailey takes the keys, gets to the tow truck. He's like, I gotta get Dean. She takes off in the tow truck, thinks she's getting away when the door gets opened and she gets ripped out of the, <laughs> she she gets ripped out of the driver's seat of the cab of the tow truck by Leatherface with a. With one a meat hook stuck in the side of her. Yeah, that looks painful. Like basically, uh, kind of like fishing, man. Yeah, just <laughs> hooks her and rip her, rips her out as she's driving. Yeah, she got gaffed. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that one looks no fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Eric gets to Dean. Dean takes off. You know, they're they're trying to get over to the tow truck. The sheriff cuts him off with a shotgun. Eric tells Dean to take off running, so he does. He's gonna. He's gonna mess. You know, the sheriff doesn't want to mess with him because he's an actual soldier. Um, as Dean's running away, he steps in a bear trap, which <laughs> gets Eric distracted, who gets hit in the face with a shotgun by the sheriff, knocking him out. So now they're all again. They're all disabled. <laughs> they yeah, all, all been... recaptured very quickly. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, Dean is uh, Dean is just left out there in the bear trap. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, Eric, old move, I guess. Eric is like, oh, you know, you don't think? Well, it, it's it's a difficult thing you know, to to actually get yourself out of a bear trap, though. So I mean, it it is possible, but but it it's not a not an easy thing. And, sure, uh, I mean, I bet it's painful, and you usually got to, like, put a lot of weight on that one little mechanism, but I there, don't know. Well, yeah, you have to push down on both sides at, at the same time to, to release it, so it's it's possible, but it's not likely. Yeah, yeah, I would just, you know, if I was a family of cannibal serial killers... I'd play it a little safer, is all I'm saying. <laughs> right, but I mean, also, they, they have the guy who's a threat in Eric. They've already got him, because Leatherface brings him, you know, it's like, oh, you don't think I'm afraid of you, soldier boy? You know, Tommy, take care of him. So Leatherface yeah. carries him down the stairs. He flops him on the table where he sees Alex now, who has had, his, she's hanging upside down. Has both of her lower legs removed. One of, <laughs> I think, the one complete leg removed and the lower leg removed from the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dinner, and, uh, dinner's on. Yep. Grab. He grabs some metal bindings and starts nailing them into the table, binding Eric's hands and feet to the uh, to the table and his and puts one around his neck. 
And uh, yeah, at this point, this is where Chrissy and the biker show up at the house. Yeah, by now it's like dark nighttime. And yep. um, they both, they're both, they're not working together, like I mentioned. Biker guys, like, screw you, I'm just going to find my girl. But they are both kind of doing the same thing, which is trying to sneak into the house and find their friends. They're doing it separately, simultaneously. If that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. The, bi- the biker finds Monty and shoots him in the leg. Chrissy is still outside and she finds Dean. And they hear the gunshots there, you know, inside there. Leatherface grabs his chainsaw and uh, has a short fight with the biker while Chrissy. Um, so, yeah, the biker shoots Monty in the leg. The sheriff comes in. He's about ready to kill the sheriff figuring out where, you know, the, the sheriff brings the biker to Bailey and he's like, oh, that's not my girl. He's like, oh, you don't want to see the other girl. <laughs> and at that point, he's getting ready to kill the sheriff when Leatherface jumps in, hits him with the chainsaw. Uh, eventually, they have a short little fight there. The biker falls on, on the chainsaw. Leatherface starts it up and guts him. Uh, goes goes all the way through him, all getting spraying blood all over the sheriff, all over Leatherface, all over the 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 car, you know, all over the house. As uh, yeah. Luda and Monty are trying to figure out what they're going to do with the gunshots, with with the with Monty's gunshot wound. And while that's going on, Chrissy sneaks downstairs, finds Eric there. He's like, "Hey, you you gotta you gotta get out of here." You know, I'll I'll take care of this. Don't worry about me. I'll be, you know, I'll catch up to you or whatever. And and he's had like <laughs> his right arm basically skinned, flayed. Yeah. yeah, all of the muscle and skin has been flayed off of the top, uh, off of the inside, I guess, of his of his right arm. He can't feel it anymore. As before, she can leave. Leatherface starts coming down the stairs, so she hides in the table where he is being where he's being held captive on top of <laughs> which leatherface just prompt promptly uh like looks at his face kind of measures it out in his head and then guts him with a chainsaw including <laughs> almost almost getting chrissy going through the the table yeah all the way through underneath so she is she's hiding there getting like soaked in blood yeah, but she, they can't hear her screams over the chainsaw, so she's grossed out. But then, yes, then Leatherface cuts off Eric's face and goes over in the corner. We've, you know, sews some thread into there so he can keep it closed. And uh, now he's wearing Eric's face for the rest of the movie. Hell yeah, I got the mask on. And they uh, uh, they hinted a little bit, too, about how, you know, how he's teased and like... Uh... He was even Leatherface was even a little hesitant to to kill biker guy in the scene right before this, and the sheriff had to basically talk him into it. Like he's just like one of them guys that that tease you, Thomas. Get him, and Leatherface finally does it. And I think I don't know. I guess that's uh, the moment he's like, "All right, I'm all in on serial killing." Yeah, it could have been much much better off by playing football or something. Visualize right. an attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, defensive end, you could yeah, lead the league in sacks. If you if you had given Bobby Boucher a chainsaw, this is what it would have turned into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just same movies with the uh, you know, one had a good good mama and one that did not have a good dad. <laughs> Uncle. Uncle. <laughs> Cuz he also in the next scene uh there he's he's like, "Oh, you know, oh, I see you got your new mask on." Grab your grab your toy, and so Leatherface heads upstairs with a chainsaw, which allows Chrissy to get out of there. And uh, yeah, they're trying to figure out what to do about Monty's gunshot wound. And uh, he's he's like, "Oh, hold him down." And and Luda May is like, "Why am I gonna hold it? Because he's not gonna like this very much." And <laughs> Tommy, get rid of that wound. So, Leatherface cuts cuts him off at the knee. It just chops the whole leg off, which is uh... <laughs> and, and then and then yeah, and then the sheriff's like, "Oh, he's out of balance. Get the other one." And, and he does. Uh, 
Yeah, he just yeah just cuts him cuts off both of his legs, which is how you find out that he is in the wheelchair later on. And which then fun. <laughs> kindly wraps up his his stumps so he won't uh, won't bleed to death. Yeah, which is but fun. This... I, I watch you know I watch Monty get shot in the leg. I'm thinking, okay, I see how he's gonna lose his legs, but not exactly sure how it happens. And then, yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's that, that's one of them. That wasn't, it wasn't expected. It was a little unexpected to see him lose both of them in there. So for sure. But while this is going on, uh, Chrissy is outside. She's crawling through, uh, crawling around because she sees Bailey on the other side of the room. And there's like a, a upper level balcony that wraps around. So there's, an exit to get outside where she is, and and then there's another entrance to the room where Bailey is, but there's no entrance in the room that Monty and Ludeme and Leatherface and the sheriff are in. So anyway, she crawls in, uh, gets to where Bailey is, and like, oh, they see, you know, they know you're here, and the sheriff apparently knocks her out or something because. Um, they wake up and it's the dinner scene. Yes, maybe this is my favorite tradition of this this franchise, I guess. Just the the wacky dinner scene that they have in every movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, sure. they're they're feeding up humans to their cats. Yep. Oh, this needs a little more garlic. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. How do you I guess you might as well season your uh, your leg bone or whatever you're eating properly. Yeah, oh, don't step on the fingers. <laughs> yeah, they're dropping fingers on the floor and like, that's good meat. Just, you know, just wash that off. It'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, uh, what? Oh, and they cut out. <laughs> there's a tongue. There's a tongue at one point. They're like, you know, whose tongue is this? Then you find out shortly after that, it's, uh, it's Bailey's tongue. They have Bailey, Dean, and Chrissy all tied up at the dinner table. The uh, sheriff opens Bailey's mouth, and her tongue has been removed. And then he cuts her throat with a pair of scissors right in front of Chrissy. Chrissy freaks out. Dean is Dean's like unconscious, passed out at this point um, at the table. But yeah, Chrissy freaks the hell out. I forget why, but Leatherface just carries her away. Maybe the sheriff was sick of her screaming, but Leatherface carries her away. She uh, she manages to stab him, like yeah, in the she, side. She yeah, she grabbed a knife. Yeah, and she like stabbed him in the spine. Yeah, yeah. So he, Leatherface drops her again. This this is another one. She she does the old dot jump out the window, <laughs> which. <laughs> Our heroine does in, I think, every one of these movies. And she's uh, running off through the night with Leatherface, hot in pursuit with a chainsaw. Yep. And the sheriff, because, uh, yeah, the sheriff blocked the door, so she had to jump out the window. The sheriff is yelling at Leatherface to, you know, to catch her, bring her back. Uh, where Dean, because she's like, oh, you know, because he even says before she's carried out of there, he's like, oh, Dean's no longer with us. And, uh, yeah, Dean hits him over the back of the head with something. Then's like, oh, let's see how many push-ups you can do. And starts smashing his face into the cement porch. Which is, again, where you see all of his teeth come out. Shows you, yeah, again, again. The, the, the reference to the, to, the pre, you know, to the previous movie that we watched. He yeah, uh, was missing, and, like, his whatever, four front teeth or something. Yep, because yeah, Dean Dean knocked him out with the uh, smashing his head into the cement, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he should have kept going, you know. And I think he would have. I think he would have, because Dean was pretty pissed off at that point. I think he would have just beat him to death, except he hears uh, like Chrissy screaming and Leatherface with the chainsaw going after her. So, yep. So he, yeah, he runs after them, of course. Uh, Chrissy ends up in the Lee Brothers slaughterhouse. <laughs> of course, she tries to she tries to call. Um, I, I guess not, you know the operator, or whatever. 
uh, sees some keys laying on the ground, picks up the keys, hears Leatherface come in. She finds a place to hide. Um, you know, Leatherface is again, she's she's hiding in behind this wall. Leatherface is stalking her. Uh, Dean runs in and is about to, uh, Dean runs in, starts looking for Chrissy, starts yelling, you know, for her, gets distracts Leatherface for a minute. Chrissy jumps out, stabs Leatherface. Leatherface knocks her to the ground, about to chainsaw her. Dean comes in, hits Leatherface, and gets run through with the chainsaw himself, <laughs> which caught, you know, which gives Chrissy a minute to run out of there. And the dean death, in. the dean death is a good one too. Like, yeah, he gets impaled to the stomach and then like lifted into the air with a uh, running chainsaw. So it was a pretty good death. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very good death. But Chrissy gets out of there, runs out, hops in the apparently the. Uh, uh, slaughterhouse manager that Leatherface has previously killed, the first victim of Leatherface in this, or second victim of Leatherface in this movie, starts it up, takes off. Uh, she's you know she, she's flying out of there, sees a stranded car on the side of the road with a cop car there, feels some relief when Leatherface pops up out of the back seat and chainsaws her through the back of the seat. And uh, she obviously is killed with that. Goes out of control, hits the cop and the per, you know, and and the guy that I don't know if he was a DUI stop or whatever. Hits them both, crashes the car. Leatherface gets out, walks away. Everybody else is there dead. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits, and like, don't waste all that meat, Leatherface. I'm, I hope they uh, went back and eat these, <laughs> eat the cop and Chrissy and. Oh, I'm I'm sure they did, but he didn't he didn't know how to drive. He had to go back and get the sheriff. Yeah, he didn't bring any saran wrap. Nope. So yeah, and, that's uh that's a wrap, speaking of saran wrap, on Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning. We mentioned before the show, before we recorded, uh we both uh, really enjoyed this one. So Yeah, I, I don't I don't get um, you know, I mean it has on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a critic score of fifteen percent, but we all know how I feel about critic scores. Fifteen, wow. yeah, right. Well, this is this is also the same critics. Well, I don't know if it's the exact same critics or not, but uh, these critics also gave Final Destination two fifty percent score. So that tells <laughs> you how I feel. You know that that gives you right there. The kind of uh, idea on what you can think about critics, but the audience score is fifty three percent. So I will I will take that into consideration a lot more than I'll take a critic score. Yeah, IMDb it's a five point eight, which is uh, pretty good. Like, okay, here's one of the things. This this is the thing that kind of this is the thing that bugs me on this. Right, this is a guy from the Boston Globe. Their top critic from the Boston Globe just rates it a splat, uh, rates it a one of four with nothing written on there. Nothing. <laughs> no comments at all. None. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know, if they're critics, I'm sure they're pompous, self-important assholes, and they're just like, uh, you know, there's no me- classical merit in a slasher movie, so... They just give it a bad rating. Yeah, I mean, an, uh, there's there's another one from the Independent, the UK newspaper, the Independent. There's no, it's rated one out of five. No, no comments at all on there. Sure. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get it. So I I just yeah, it's best not to trust them at all. I think no. Uh, we're looking for something along the lines of. Masterpiece in filmmaking when we review any movie, right? Well, yeah, yeah, you know, they want best actor nominations and, and best script nominations, and like you, it's not what you're gonna get from this. No, but what it is, it's damn good. It was, it was damn good. 
Yeah, yeah, the deaths again were not. Oh well, they were they were good, but not outrageous. Um, I I don't know what I'd say which was my favorite one. Maybe the chainsaw one of the biker guy when he gets cut in half. I kind of liked them all though. Even even just like uh, I don't, sheriff getting shot in the head at the beginning was a fun one. Uh, Dean's was pretty good. Guy getting his leg, you know, his legs smashed with a gigantic metal hammer, and then getting his face crushed in. Yeah, you know, it, things like that were actually, yeah, like it. It was a very, very sadistic movie, and and I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, which is what I want, man. Like you can. You know, that's obviously that situation would be terrifying if you were in it, but they do a really good job of that, right? And, and well, the first one for sure, and the new ones for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the sequel's not, not necessarily so much, but... Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say if you have not seen this one, it is worth seeing. Yeah, and it's not bad. I uh, two ninety nine on Amazon is what I paid. Yep. So I did. I did see too. I did actually look. I did watch it on my computer instead of on my TV. So I did see one of the things there that said, according to the producer Brad Fuller, the film was given an NC seventeen rating by the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, and a total of seventeen scenes had to be edited in order to get an R rating. Oh man, that's bummer. So well, but again, NC seventeen, uh, right? But you can't you can't put that in a theater, which you can't, you know. So sure, they yeah, they got to make some money, but it just makes me yeah. wish I watched the director's cut. Well, let's talk to Jonathan Liebesman and see if he will come out with a director's cut if the studio <laughs> would let him. I mean, it is New Line, so I wouldn't be surprised to see an unrated version or director's cut version. Sure. So, I don't even know. What do we have next? Is it is the next one the, the 2013? Oh, yeah. I didn't even have that one pulled up. Because I think it might yes. be. Yes. Texas Chainsaw 3D 2013. That's the next one on my list. All right. Well, that is, yeah. That's what Alexander Daddario, Tanya Raymond, I believe that's that's this next one. Four point eight on IMDb, so uh, going down a little bit. Yeah, Bill Mosley is in this one. He's pretty well known. He's okay, Drayton Sawyer. So we're back. Looks like we're back to the Sawyer family. Yeah, and um, I don't see Arlie Ermy in the cast. So uh, perhaps this is back in the timeline where he's dead. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, summary decades ago, residents of New. Texas long suspected that the Sawyer family was responsible for the disappearances of many people. When their suspicions were finally confirmed, vigilantes torched the Sawyer compound and killed every member of the family, or so they thought. Much later, a young woman named Heather, who's played by Alexandria Daddario, or Alexandra Daddario, learns that she has inherited Texas property from an unknown relative, and she is unaware of the horrors that await in the mansion's dark cellar. So sounds like they will be going to um, the property. And yeah, that's finding... a that's a tough inheritance. Hey, yeah, let's, let's go check out my new house. <laughs> oh, Leatherface still lives in the basement. Yep. Ah, he's got he's got gas for the <laughs> chainsaw that's been good for forty years. <laughs> So we got uh, Clint Eastwood's son Scott in this movie. 
Scott Eastwood is my favorite Eastwood, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, why are you doing this? All right, whatever. But yes, this will be a great movie to watch. So we will be back uh, next week with uh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw 3D. I don't know. I don't have a 3D TV. Are you going to watch it in 3D? No. I won't. I, no, I won't either. So, but yes, we will be back next week with Texas Chainsaw 3D. This is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and DeGeese podcast where we watch movies so you don't have to. Hey, bye, everyone. <laughs>